Welcome to the Hannibal Rivertown Review Podcast, a celebration of Hannibal, Missouri, its history, its people, and its colorful characters, real and fictional. And now, the Hannibal Rivertown Review Podcast. And we have another one of those instances where we've already done a half an episode off the air. Um, Super bad about that. Uh, yeah, well, that's, yeah, that's just kind of the way that works. Uh, we roll everything that we could do two or three episodes with just outtakes, just just the, the pre-show show or whatever. That'll be for premium members. That's right. You got which don't exist yet, but they will. They will absolutely. Yes, we just thought of that, and so now as soon as everybody sits down, we'll start rolling. Yeah, and yeah, and then at some point we'll make it official. It is Hannibal's original podcast, the Rivertown Review. I'm Harold Smith, and I'm a very kerfuffled Megan Rapp. <laughs> you are kerfuffled. I am today. kerfuffled, and I am super excited because it is the fiftieth episode i got to say it before you could get it out <laughs> yes you did i had to start yeah we, and we have a bona fide bona fide expert that we will be talking to. we have we have tried for the last six years to proper us and others have tried to properly explain this phenomenon that is steampunk and we've all just kind of go ah. but now we have got the guy who will who can fill us in if 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 ever there is anybody at least in Hannibal who is Mr. Steampunk mm-hmm. this is the guy yes. Doc Phineas good hello 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 all of you beautiful people in Hannibal it's so great to be here can can, can we can we call you the man the myth the mustache <laughs> like, there you go. I good. like that you need, you need I your really own tagline like that <laughs> it's free yeah oh my gosh well yeah they've got my mustache all over pawn stars right now so you can actually buy my mustache (laughs) that's pretty bad so i've seen little children with my mustache and little ladies with my mustache (laughs) are you sure it was one that they bought though i'm mm, hoping i'm just hoping i saw a car the other day in vegas with my mustache that said respect the stash knock you rock hashtag (laughs) That's awesome. Goodness gracious. But the, yes, the uh, as we record this uh, just before Labor Day weekend uh, in Hannibal, the uh, Big River Steampunk Festival getting ready to take place. And uh, we've, we've alluded to this a little bit. Matter of fact, uh, uh, Doc, uh, Doc knows, uh, uh, knows Rodney and Jan, and uh, we talked to them. Matter of fact, on the previous episode, we told them a good reason why they need to come back. because they need to come back for steampunk absolutely everybody needs to come to this festival and it's won so many awards now it's just grown so much over the last six years yeah i just can't even tell you how excited i am to be here so let's so let's start we as we say we have fumbled and stumbled through definitions of steampunk Doc Phineas's definition of steampunk. Well, and you know, I, I I'm gonna say I've been dressing this way for 40 years. <laughs> so ever since I I did episodes of Gunsmoke, you know, and I mean I was out there as the piano player on Gunsmoke, I started dressing with a mustache and a top hat, and I didn't know I was a steampunk, <laughs> honestly. But this uh, particular genre came from a very famous author, and his name was K.W. Jeter. And K.W. Jeter decided writing in the style of H.G. Wells Mm -hmm. when he wrote The Time Machine. And he said, well, why don't we write a book about what happens after the guy goes back to the future and lives with the Morlocks? Remember, the Morlocks were these strange characters that came out of the ground in the future that had survived the nuclear bomb. So uh, he wrote a book called Morlock Nights. 
And it became quite famous. So he goes and he's talking to Merv Griffin. And Merv Griffin said, I love what you're writing, but what do you call it? And he said, well, gosh, I don't know. We have cyberpunk. We have like, I'll call it steampunk. And we're like, couldn't there have been any other word rather than punk? Could we have been like steam folk or steam people, <laughs> steam fabulous? <laughs> but we're steampunk. So, you know, and everybody grabbed onto the name and it's pretty much existed for us now. We're in our 31st year since he coined that on television. And um, but basically, this is my definition. We are a literary subgenre of a subgenre. So we're basically the Victorian idea of time travel, of the future. And it all comes out of the literary work of H.G. Wells, The Time Machine, all the thing, War of the Worlds. And it comes out of Jules Verne, particularly around the world in 80 days. Uh, we just went to the Marmot Caves yesterday, so we were journey to the center of the earth. Um, you know, uh, we cosplay all of these wonderful things like the Nautilus is really big with us. So that's why you see a lot of steampunks walking around with octopus things because they release the Kraken. Yes. <laughs> so anything that sure. has that idea of the Victorian uh, idea of science fiction in the future and alternative reality and the reign of Queen Victoria was basically 1837 to 1901. And then we also extend it for Prince Edward and King Edward VII. So we pretty much go from 1837 to 1914 in our clothing, in our garb. Mm -hmm. And everybody researches it, not just England, but the whole world, what people were wearing in America. So the whole concept of the Civil War is very interesting to us. We're always investigating what U.S. Grant wore. A lot of guys wear uniforms because of him. Uh, we have people that cosplay Abraham Lincoln that look just like Abraham Lincoln. And one guy came last year to the Hannibal Festival on his Harley Davidson <laughs> as Abraham Lincoln. So, so you know, we really as, mash it up. Yeah, like, as Abe would have wanted well, to do. Exactly. <laughs> Why not? And, and, of course, the, the time frame you're talking about is also Mark Twain's prime time. Well, and we adore Mark Twain. And Mark Twain, to us, is like a god. Like, we put him right up there with <laughs> Nicholas Tesla. You know, like Tesla and Twain. Hey, sure. they, were, they were buddies. They were contemporary. You yeah. betcha. Yeah, not just contemporary. There's a great picture of Twain in Tesla's studio. Yeah. And it's I mean, these were the geniuses <laughs> of that time period. And Twain, for us, is just idolized. I mean, we, we've we read everything that he's ever written, and we love the fact that he was never really, you know, uh, boxed in by anybody. He wrote about anything he wanted to, and, of course, he, he immortalized Hannibal. So for this to kind of be the place where all of us come together where we're not in a hotel like a Doubletree Inn, you know, in an airport, we're actually take over a whole city. And the city is not only, you know, not only loving to us, but they want it to happen, you know, and welcome us with open arms. And I think that's why last year, I mean, the nose count was 15,000 people. We won the award for Missouri tourism. Mm -hmm. And I just applaud the city, the way that you opened your arms to all of us. And, uh, and, you know, I've, I've noticed people, I came the first year, and maybe they had one hat. And now the local <laughs> people, they got the full-on garb. You know, they've got the top hat, the tuxedo, the cool shoes. 
And I think the whole town's kind of just gone steampunk, you know, especially over Labor Day. Uh, it's just what you do. The young kids just love dressing up like Victorian style. And uh, we have a guy comes as Teddy Roosevelt riding a mule down Main Street. <laughs> We've got people on penny farthings. Uh, the paddle wheel, the Mark Twain's coming in and playing the calipi. And we can't wait to go out and ride it, you know, all in our clothes and everything. And we've had balloon rides and the train comes through. I mean, this is really like time travel coming to America's favorite hometown. Now, from from all of the stories that, that we have heard locally from our friends Ken and Lisa Marks, this all began uh, with Ken and Lisa looking around and going, you know, there's nothing going on in Hannibal on Labor Day weekend. That's, at least from our, from our prayer, that's basically how it started. Well, kind of that. And also, um, I was producing a steampunk convention in Las Vegas called Steamathon. And so what I selected for that was our old train station in Vegas. And they built a cool hotel there called the Main Street Station. And everything inside is all Victorian, including chandeliers from the San Francisco Opera House that went down in 1905. So it's a very historical place. So Lisa said, wow, that looks like a convention I'd like to come to, you know, where you guys are celebrating antiques and antiquities. And I said, yeah. And I go, what about Hannibal? And we started talking and she said, do you think it would work? I, Doc, I said, yes. Are you kidding me? It's, <laughs> this is the one place it would work, you know, is this town. Like, I will fly out. And that was it, written in stone. I've been here for six years. And Lisa said, I just don't want to do this without you. I want you to come out. And we've, we have just had a blast here. The local people just scream with laughter. The crazy jokes we tell on Main Street. And we, we do all different kinds of things like tea dueling, wand dueling, <laughs> And I think it's pretty entertaining for everybody. Um, I actually think the mayor one year was here like tea dueling with us. And if you lose the duel, you have to do the funky chicken dance down Main Street. Just saying. I mean, you win some, you lose some. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You, rules are rules. Yeah. R- rules is rules, mayor. Cool funky chicken dances going down Main Street. So who doesn't want to do that? You know, we're just glad the whole community turns out and has a great time. And the vendors are amazing. Uh, they come here from as far away as Philadelphia. We had people come from San Francisco this year. We had people driving down from Madison, Wisconsin. And they're real talented, like leather workers, and they make the coolest things. So. The, the, <clears throat> the garb just endlessly amazes me. You know, people I, coming from, from a history background, you know, you jokingly call people that are really into, say, you know, Civil War reenactments, you call them stitch counters because, you yeah. know, if you don't have the period button, you know, turn your nose up. And (laughs) one of the great things I think about what goes on in Hannibal is the steampunk community is so embracing of newbies or, or just kind of people that think that's pretty nifty. So maybe they go to the Salvation Army or they go to the back of their closet and they just kind of come out in something crazy. It's not going to be like an, oh, well, uh, yeah, you actually that should be hand tooled leather, and you bought that at the Salvation Army. I can tell every everyone's welcome, if mm-hmm. whether we or not are. they do you know everything themselves, or if it's just you're, they came for fun and they're coming to learn. It's true, and we love helping people. Like um, I have a, a bunch of guys. Like women are kind of good at getting out and picking, and they kind of know how to put things together. Guys don't always know quite how to do this. So we take actually guys shopping. We take them to Goodwill, pick out a few things. Oh, that'll work. That looks old. And you get this hat and you mix the goggles and you go to a fair and you buy something. 
And so we've helped a lot of people, you know, get the look. And it just seems like they keep fine-tuning and fine-tuning. And uh, one lady told me she this was really encouraged her to start sewing again. So she's had so much fun. Uh, we had another lady last year drove in from Iowa. And she said, oh, I watch you on Pawn Star, So you're one of my favorite experts. So I knew if I drove from Iowa, you could tell me. My grandkids are into steampunk. Is it satanic? And I said, uh, no. <laughs> Was your grandmother satanic? I go, this is like a tribute uh, to my Victorian grandparents who I'm so glad I got to grow up with them and their ways of, they had their own fruit trees. They, she made her own cobblers. You know, she made her own jelly. Yeah, yeah. The last thing you're doing is, is, to, is to depict <clears throat> this era with any kind of, not in jest or, or laughing at this or, era or these or people. Or negativity it, in any yeah, way. We exactly. just love that era. And we, yeah. and we love the fact that our grandparents, like my grandmother made her own soap every Saturday with rose petals. Because she couldn't buy it. She couldn't find it. And she was from France. And that's what they did where she came from. And so her, I've watched every detail of what she did. She churned her own butter because she liked the quality. Mm -hmm. And she didn't have anything made out of plastic because she, she wanted it out of wood or brass. And that's who we are. We try to uh, make our own things in a way that we want that same quality that the Victorians had. So I explained to this lady, this is a tribute to our great-grandparents, our grandparents, the people that settled here in the 1800s and how they lived so beautifully. Why can't we have that same quality today? That's what steampunks ask. And so as a result of that, she went back and she said, I have never had so much fun in my whole life in Hannibal this weekend. She bought her whole outfit with the corset and the bustle. And she went home to Iowa and the whole family's coming this year, four generations of steampunk. So grandmother, the, the kids, their kids and their kids are all wearing four generations of steampunk. And, and I think that's, you know, you talk about the, 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 the attitude of the, of the steampunk community, uh, one thing I was happy to see when, I, when it comes to Hannibal embracing the steampunk community. Right. Uh, of course, Hannibal's a tourist town. We, ha we, we have people from all over the world here, so we're used yeah. to, to welcoming new people. Of course. Uh, but there may be some people out there out on the, I'm thinking out on the coasts or that kind of thing, that have this stereotype when it comes to Midwesterners. That <laughs> way, so, I don't know you. Where'd yeah. you come from? Yeah. You need to go back where you came from. <laughs> yeah. You're That's, not from around these parts, are you? <laughs> no. Hey, stranger. Yeah, when you leave in town, you know, I got it, a gun it, in the back of the truck. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but 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 the people, and, and there may have been, you know, when you know people didn't know the first year, but there were so many, there were so many instances that I, I, I mean, it was all over Facebook that first weekend. My goodness, well, yeah, there were there were people that that weren't sure, but they came and they looked around and they got a sense of what you folks were about, and they go, "This is great." And so they started fun. digging through this their closets, fun. and they headed yep. for Goodwill and everything. And they were they were in costume before the weekend was out. You know, it has <laughs> it has been a it has been a mutual love affair between it the steampunk really community has. and this town. It really has, and and you know, I think one thing that kind of broke the ice for us was the fact that um, 
I had so many fans here from Pawn Stars. You know, they really watched that show. So, you know, they were like, well, we may never make it to Vegas. We may never meet Chum Lee or Rick Harrison, but we can meet Doc, you know. <laughs> and so that was really, really great. I just was welcomed with open arms. I was surprised how many fans that we had here in the Midwest. And Rick said, I'm so glad you go to Missouri because we really get a lot of fan mail out of Missouri. And I, I have people drive from Arkansas and Kansas and Nebraska. So it, this really became like a center where they could see, wow, this must be important because we have like movie stars and people coming out from the coast just to be in Hannibal for this event. That was really great. Back to the Hannibal Rivertown Review podcast in just a moment. If you like what you hear, be sure and subscribe and leave us a review. And if you have a suggestion for a future episode, email us at rivertownreview at gmail.com. Then, secondly, I had one guy, he said, well, I wasn't sure about tea dueling. I thought they were going to force me to drink tea like on Main Street. And, oh, no. And so I said, well, okay, this is where this comes from, okay? Queen Victoria got tired of these duels. And she says, I, it's, it's a bloody mess, first of all. <laughs> Literally. Literally yeah. and figuratively. And she goes, I just can't take any more silly men dying over silly women. That's very funny <laughs> to, you know, have a duel. So she said, this is how we're going to do it. From now on, we're going to have a nice cup of tea. It's got to be warm. Everybody gets a biscuit. <laughs> you, you, you state what your problem is. Square off with your partner. You got the biscuit. You're looking at him in their eyes. You got it. You, you, it's too bad we don't have video. I know. Yeah. You, <laughs> we got to start a YouTube you, you channel. You dunk that biscuit in the cup of tea. I'm going to count to five. You pull it out, and whosoever biscuit crumbles and follows, falls back into the tea has lost. <laughs> and the other guy wins and gets the girl and gets to eat a cookie. <laughs> That's, and so, it's a win-win. And no one bleeds on the carpet. And nobody. I mean, it's, it's just everyone's happy. And the, and everyone's happy. And that's another thing that we found when it came to assembling the cast of characters for steampunk. We have our very own Queen Victoria. You Rick, have a fabulous Queen yeah. Victoria. She's amazing. Yes. No, absolutely. I adore her. She's she's phenomenal. You guys have a great cast of characters. Like <laughs> We've done many, many episodes on our I mean, some of the best mustaches I've seen in the Midwest were here in Hannibal. I mean, intricate, amazing, award-winning. These guys got into it, started well, waxing up. Well, Queen Victoria's and, husband, for one. I oh, mean, he's phenomenal. Know, yeah, we're, t we're talking about the Deweys, of course. Of Jim course. And Kirsten Hildall Dewey. And yeah, that's our oh resident gosh. Queen Victoria. Yeah, Jim, every year at the... To, to, to digress for just a moment, uh -huh. uh, at, uh, around Mark Twain's birthday, they have a birthday bash for him. And, of course, being with Mark Twain, they got to have a mustache contest. Of course. Melissa Cummins, our friend, she bugs me every year about growing a mustache. And I told her, <laughs> don't worry about me growing a mustache because as long as Jim Dewey's around, ain't nobody going to win anything anyway. <laughs> that's yeah, that's always That's my standard, no, he's uh, got it. standard he's got opt it out on, for this. <laughs> and I think Joseph Dyer, I mean, there's a whole group of guys here that now have got this look down <laughs> so well that I noticed, like, these are the guys that are ending up on Pinterest. If you Google mustache, it goes to Pinterest and says, this guy Hannibal, this guy Hannibal, this guy Hannibal, this guy Hannibal, this guy Quincy, you know. And that's just the way um, I, I think this is becoming an area known when you want to time travel back and have a nice afternoon and you come to this cool town where there's characters and you can shop for some cool antiques, have a nice catfish po' boy, you know, and, and just kick back and enjoy with, with, you know, the boats coming down the Mississippi. And what a great branding 
for Hannibal, that it is this wonderful, antique, fun town that you can go to and feel something wonderful about the past. Yeah, and and you of, know. Course, of course, we talk about Hannibal's perspective. Once you know, once we, once you guys, you guys showed up, uh, and you know, we we saw you know saw the presentations, uh, you know, the, the ways you guys presented yourselves, and then we got to know you guys. And yeah. and uh, we these aren't these just oddball, whacked out people that are dressed up funny. These are good people. These no, are it's good, good, solid people. people. Good, solid. I mean, I'm from Coffeeville, Kansas. You know, like, so a lot of us came over from Kansas. And, you know, a lot of people from the Midwest emulated this whole concept, I think, because we had had such wonderful, positive experiences with our grandparents. And, you know, steampunk was a way for us to give back and kind of, like, try to teach the future generations, gee, we remember the day when gasoline was like 32 cents, and Mm -hmm. we remember the day when, you know, our grandmother would, like, actually bake a chocolate cake, or we would get eggs from underneath a hen, and and everything had purpose. We knew what those things were, and now we just kind of like live in this sea of plastic things that, you know, came from China. And and it, we were like, not that that's a horrible thing, but we wanted something recognizable. So we started taking our laptops and building a cool box with little brass fittings and little <laughs> cogs that turn. And so we repurposed everything to make it look like it was a Victorian idea of the future. So, you know, I, I, I see these steampunks walking around and they're kind of geeky, you know, in a wonderful mm. way. And they'll go into like a Starbucks in Vegas and they have this wooden device and everybody's looking, what is that thing? <laughs> and they open it up and they've got their iPad in there. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and they're sort of typing on, they've now repurposed their typewriter so it's old typewriter keys, you know, like, and they're typing on it with their iPad, and they've got a mustache, they've got a top hat. What's not the love about that? You know, it's just so, it's just so adorable of people trying to bring the beauty and the, and the best stuff from the past to our current time period. And, and I think what, <clears throat> like what you said, you know, you can't see that and not smile. If you, if you, if you yeah. can, you have no soul, you <laughs> no. know, and it allows people in this day and age, we are so bombarded with, like you said, just so many, so many things, so many it's things yeah. all the time, material things, information coming at you in every device and, and whatnot. And, and people who are, creative or maybe they had that creativity we all had creativity when we were younger and then as you get older and not that you lose it necessarily but you know the time slips away but with something like this all of a sudden there's a channel for that creativity so you have an opportunity to come together and learn things why why is peter pan coming to my mind right now you know for people (laughs) that don't ever want to grow up well that's true or just always want to have a sense of humor or maybe a about life and and also i love that concept that our grandparents lived in a time period where a gentleman could settle a deal with a handshake you yeah. know now yeah. i i am an actor i just signed to a movie i was just on jay leno's garage for instance and on that show i had a contract that was i'm gonna say close to 30 pages <laughs> that i had to sign you know um and, and with all respect to Jay, I, I understand where he's coming from. That's what you have to do in today's time period. Oh, yeah. But in our hearts, we love it that we're all gentlemen and ladies together. And our ladies are very respected. You know, we learn to respect people in a world that's kind of 
dumbed down where people are just walking around in jeans and flip-flops. You know, we're really making an effort about how we look, you know, and trying to kind of step it up with maybe cool antique stuff, bustles and corsets and hats. And so we really have a feeling about what those people were like in the past and what it was like living in humidity and in a corset. I mean, come on, you know, oh, like brother. they were phenomenal. And and we bear all of that just because we like the experience of time travel, of feeling like, what was it like to live in Hannibal in 1855? We want, we want to know how that felt and to be able to travel back that way. So that's when this street and and, and you and just, as you as you have alluded to uh that that's the been another drawing card for this town is that you're not having this in a in a hotel in a yeah, convention center we're right out on the streets man yep. and you just look around and, and you, you it, have stepped back in time and people have said that to us they said wow we just drove all the way from arkansas to get here and boy was it worth it just to walk down the street and see guys on penny farthings you know mm-hmm. going down main street and here comes like guy looks like teddy roosevelt riding a mule and here comes queen victoria on a hover round that looks like a throne you know it doesn't get any better than this it's just it's so off the wall that you just sit there and laugh and then we've got these real body pirates you know that come from like little beard comes from wichita kansas and they're very very funny comedians actually and they're they're talking (laughs) drunk with rum and you know like singing and it it really is very funny when you glue the whole thing together it's pretty wild um, I, I was telling people the other day, you know, like um, in Las Vegas, I'm in Steampunk Alice in Wonderland. So I have a big dressing room. It's on the Las Vegas Strip. It's a Broadway show. I have lights around. And I come to Hannibal and I'm on the Mark Twain boat and I'm getting in my tap shoes to go out and uh, <laughs> sing in front of the Miss Jubilee Band hits from 1880. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to put on my shoes in a, a broom closet that I'm sharing with <laughs> A vacuum cleaner, and every time I bend over, that vacuum cleaner goes in a very private place. And I, oh no! And I came out. I told the people. I said, "I've never tried so hard not to turn on a vacuum cleaner." <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, it's just hysterical here. Like you have to laugh. It's so fun, and and we just have a blast out there on the river. I get everybody singing these songs, and we're tap dancing. We're doing the waltz. We're doing the false foxtrot. And when do, where do you get to do that in today's world? Who gives you permission to just go back and play with time and play with antiques and That's really fun. dress like our great-grandparents and really feel like the spirit that was here on the Mississippi in that golden era? Uh, I think it's, all, it's, it's the Steampunk Festival in Hannibal. That's why everybody, 15,000 people, and I hope this year 20,000 people come. I hope everybody comes. But, um, you know, I just think it, we gave them permission to come here and play with time. Yeah, and, and, the, and, the city, and the city gave permission right back to you guys to, oh my to, God, to, the to come have fun. Oh, my God, mm-hmm. the city's been so great to us. And prominent, prominent people here in Hannibal now follow me on, on Facebook and have been contacting me. Families like the family that built the Rockcliffe Mansion. Many of these families have been reaching out to us and they're like, Doc, we're so glad you're doing it again. Thank you for coming back. Let's let's all get together. And we have our little soirees. 
mm-hmm. all all weekend long. We'll have little parties yeah. uh, tonight. I think we're having a party at the winery. Yes, and and, and you know uh, it's so nice for people to come here from out of town and get to see all these special spots. Yeah, and so. and it's great too to, it, because it, it is it's an equalizer. We we talked about it on the radio program this morning. We, you know, we talked about how a lot of the events are, are free, so if people know absolutely nothing about steampunk, they can come and they can learn. And then there are these ticketed VIP events for for people yeah. that really want to get in depth deeper. and get in in deeper and have the yeah. opportunity to have great discussions like like we're doing now. And it's just like. Like it's, it's a win-win, and, and I love it that we can help benefit the History Museum, that uh, Lisa and Ken have, you know, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears there. And oh, yeah. that museum is a nice focal point for town. You know, when you come into this town, you can just go there and get so much information, mm-hmm. it, regardless of what you want to do while you're here. But I just love it that there there is a museum here, that, and that you guys have really celebrated the life of Mark Twain, who... Uh, really is just one of the most important people in literature in America. And the fact that this was his hometown, I think it just has become everybody's hometown. Well, you know, we've claimed it. There are those, there are those who call this America's hometown. I, I agree with that. There, there are I other communities really... that refer to themselves the same way. And we try not to, we don't, they don't count <laughs> as, far, as far as we're concerned. Well, we'll do that. And, and I'll tell you also, we, we, we also, we don't want it to be, too literal of an experience for that reason mm-hmm. you know harold and i have done our best to make sure the parks and rec don't put mud back where because you know of course main street wouldn't have been paved or there were no cobblestones <laughs> so it would have been dirt now no, they you know, maybe wooden planks if you were lucky yeah. and there was a tan yard which you're actually going to be in tanyard gardens one of the events will be in tanyard gardens it's called tanyard gardens because that's where yeah. a tan yard was so they used to drive pigs down main street <laughs> So mm-hmm. we thought maybe they want the full immersive experience with the pig. We could get pigs, you know. Okay, well, Mississippi to... mud. Maybe we'll, yeah, maybe we'll save that for Tim Daniel. No. <laughs> you can choose what you want yeah. to emulate. Yeah. And if you, and you want to go up paved streets. And, <laughs> yeah. and I'm sure if you really wanted to see any of that depict, I'm sure Steve Chow's got it somewhere in his collection, got pictures of oh, Main Street. In, in, the, in, his, uh, in his books, he has, he has, he has the actual... But yeah, we love everything from that time period, but we don't exactly like typhoid and you know, yellow <laughs> right. fever. Clean, Those clean things water. can leave in the past. No. But, Outhouses can stay. Yeah. Out, yeah. Out. <laughs> Let's remember the good times. Yeah. That, that's, that's right. exactly yes. right. Yeah, yeah. We, but uh, the, And of course, the, the purpose of our podcast, it's going to be, as far as we're concerned, it's going to be out there forever. So <laughs> whatever year people might be listening to this, Mark Labor Day weekend on your calendar every year because the Big River Steampunk phenomenon that's right uh, descends upon hannibal and uh, uh doc phineas man what so a much what fun. a treat what a treat well, thank and you and of course now people are going to be listening to this and they're going to obviously want more of you so how can they find you of course on all of the channels on thank all of you. your all the channels um i'm currently appearing in the 18th season of pawn stars on the history channel mm-hmm. and i'm on mysteries at the museum with don wildman which is a great show and that's on travel and we're in our 22nd season <laughs> And then I'm currently um, also on Jay Leno's Garage. He's in his third season, and that's on CNBC. And Pawn Stars, by the way, we just uh, we actually syndicated over to ABC. So now we're on Saturdays, ABC before college football Ooh, at 5 o'clock. So that's a go. fun time when that's almost great. everybody can watch the show. Sure. And there's some great new episodes, crazy stuff between me and Chumbly. So people are going <laughs> to love that. And I'm on a new show that I love on travel. It's called Haunted Hospitals. 
So that's really going to be a lot of fun. And it's on Monday nights, uh, Paranormal Activity, Paranormal Investigations. And I'm very happy to say that I just got my own spinoff show. So it's at Warner Brothers right now. It's called Touched. And uh, it's a really great show where I do all the things that I do on Pawn Stars, but I also combine it with paranormalism. So I go to people's houses. They're kind of having weird stuff and look at their antiquities. And we see what might be haunted, what might not be haunted. So I'm up in grandma's attic. It's a lot of fun. And I'm sure that you're on Instagram and... I am. I'm Doc Phineas on Instagram, Doc Phineas fan page, and Doc, uh, fans of Doc Phineas. And that's on Facebook. Facebook. And uh, then you'll also find me out there at docphineas.com, docphineas.net. And for those of you who like uh, scary movies, I'm coming out soon in Stephen King's movie, Mute. And I think you'll like my character. I play Cowboy Bob, a drunken cowboy who's picking up hot girls in Area 51. Need I say more? (laughs) Does not end well. (laughs) Not the right place to look for possibly alien women. No, no. What could possibly go wrong? Well, now now everyone knows how to follow you um, on social media and, of course, um, on on all the great channels and oh, every Labor Day for every from Labor now Day. until the end of time. Oh. Oh. Plus, plus the I mean, the, they started a spring event this past spring. You you were here for I that too. I came in, yeah. Mm-hmm. Once again, Lisa and Kim brought me in, and and I just loved it because I was coming out of Vegas, which it was kind of warm at the time, <laughs> and I came here and I thought, wow, I get to wear a coat. A cool coat. <laughs> <laughs> and the second day, it snowed, <laughs> and so we. I was just sitting there, and suddenly it started snowing all around me. And when you're from the Mojave Desert, let me tell you, I, I couldn't contain myself. I went out. I was trying to get snowflakes on my nose. They thought I was completely out of it. Just. <laughs> Gone out to lunch, man. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) But I really love Hannibal. And to all of you out there in this wonderful town, thank you for embracing our movement. And thank you for, as a president of the world president of the Steampunk Guild, I would just like to thank you so much for uh, your kindness and your hospitality to all of us steampunks. And we totally love you. What? What more is there I to say? I can't top that. Yeah, what a what a, what <laughs> no an way. what an episode fifty! My exactly. goodness gracious! Yes. Congratulations, yes. you guys! And you wow. and you can if you have uh, show suggestions, if you have comments, uh, leave us leave us nice reviews with lots of stars. Subscribe. Uh, we know enough about that stuff to be dangerous. Um, uh, and River thanks to River, again. Yeah, RivertownReview at gmail.com. We're on Facebook. Rivertown Review uh, is our, our website. Uh, that's, I know. That's and it. We're done. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, uh, if, if you send us an email saying, okay, well, now now what are you going to do to top that one? <laughs> yeah. Give us give us a hot minute. All right. This is going to be tough. This is going to be. It, yes, it will. <laughs> I don't know if we'll be able to top it. We'll try to, we'll, we'll, we'll do our best. But thank you again so much for coming and for, for once and for all, giving us the definition of what steampunk is and the best place to enjoy it, of course, which is Animal. You bet. I'm Harold Smith. And I'm Megan Rapp. And that is the Hannibal Rivertown Review Podcast. See you next time. Thank you for joining us for the Hannibal Rivertown Review Podcast. For comments and suggestions, email us at rivertownreview at gmail.com. Find us at rivertownreview.com or at Rivertown Review on Facebook. Mm-hmm.